0: if you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. from the storm in the shelter of your shadow.
1: Shabbat Shalom. This week's double Torah portion, Nitzavim Vayelech brings us to Moses' final days of life. On the cusp of a new chapter in Israelite history, Moses must prepare his people for life in the promised land without him. He offers them a powerful charge. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I have put before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your offspring may live. By loving the Lord your God, heeding God's commandments, and holding fast to God. For thereby you shall have life and shall long endure upon the soil that the Lord swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them. What does it mean to choose life? Our sages offer several explanations. Some say it commands us to ensure the material success and survival of those who are dependent on us. That is, we should choose life by teaching our children an occupation and making sure they know how to swim. Others say we choose life by loving God and following God's laws. The essential message is that choosing life means laying a material and spiritual foundation that will sustain us and create a future for the next generation as well. What does it mean to choose life today? We are surrounded by so much darkness now, illness and death, violence and injustice. How can we envision a better future and create the conditions in which we and our children can thrive? Tonight, I want to offer three ways we can choose and affirm life on the cusp of this new year. First, we can cherish, care for, and invest ourselves in our sacred community. Here at Central, we are choosing life every day. On Shabbat, when we lift the cup of joy and shout Lachaim to life, we are dedicating ourselves to life, affirming that life is sacred and precious and meant to be celebrated. We choose life when we celebrate our simchas together over Zoom, refusing to allow this pandemic to keep us apart. Within this community, we remind ourselves that life is blossoming all around us. We honor B'nai Mitzvah, our precious young teachers of Torah. We welcome babies into the covenant as we did tonight. We share in the joy of loving couples who are joining their lives in marriage. All these simple acts have powerful significance. They affirm that our people live, that our tradition touches and transforms lives, that we are bound together in loving care for one another. In days like these, days which blend together as we're kept indoors, days marked by news of infection rates and death tolls, saying Lachaim is an act of courage. We choose life by affirming the life and future of our community. Second, looking outside our community to the streets of New York City, we can hear a prophetic, life-affirming cry that rings out over the country and the world, Black Lives Matter. In a country built on the backs of African slaves, a country whose founding promises of equality and liberty for all actually meant prosperity and freedom for a few. A country that legally maintained separate school systems for black and white children until 1954. A country which continues to incarcerate black and brown people at rates up to 20 times higher than their white counterparts in some states. To say that black lives matter, is to affirm life in the face of historical, racialized violence, discrimination, and oppression. We choose life when we say that Black lives matter, and we do so as Jews, inspired and moved by Jewish tradition. Every year we read the first chapter of Genesis, God's blueprint for creation. In God's world, all people are created in God's image, imbued with divine breath, renewed each day with God's sacred gift of life. This teaching must be our blueprint as well, the principle by which we live our lives, the standard to which we hold our country. As Jews, a people of all races and ethnicities, we appreciate that the foundation of Black Lives Matter is love. The movement declares that the lives of Black people are precious, deserving of respect and protection. As the Torah teaches that self-love is the foundation of love for others, the leaders of Black Lives Matter movement teach to love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. Jews know that we cannot realize God's vision for a world grounded in human equality until the safety, health, and dignity of black lives is affirmed in policy and in practice. To join with Black Lives Matter is to choose life, to create a safer and more just America for everyone who calls this country home. Finally, I ask you to look up from the streets of New York City tonight and direct your eyes to the sky. Out of the depths of darkness and despair, two towers of brilliant light will shine into the night sky, marking the 19th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Visible from across New York and beyond, the twin beams honor the lives cut short on September 11, 2001, and they remind us of the strength of our beloved city whose life goes on despite terrible loss. You may know that there was some question as to whether the tribute in lights would happen this year due to health and safety concerns for those who make the installation possible. Moved by the number of New Yorkers who called in support of the tribute and with the support of Governor Cuomo, the 9-11 Memorial and Museum reversed its initial decision to cancel the lights. In the words of the museum's president and CEO and central board member, Alice M. Greenwald, on the night of September 11, from dusk until dawn, these two beloved beams of light will again shine as beacons of our city's resilience, and this year they will be powered by the will of the community. This is our third way to choose life. It's the path of hope. Not simple-minded optimism, but rigorous, disciplined hope, hope that builds new life out of anguish and despair. Jewish tradition instructs mourners to tear their clothing in the aftermath of death. This ancient ritual of Kriya, an outward symbol of grief, makes manifest the breaking of our hearts after the loss of a loved one. Following the mourning period, the torn clothing is stitched up again. But when our parents die, The tear is never permanently sown. Our tradition understands that some deaths can never be repaired. We bear the scar of our loss forever. But Jewish tradition also mandates that the mourning period end, that we move forward out of grief and back into life. Our city and our country were forever altered on September 11, 2001. The New York City skyline bears the scar of the attack, a scar illuminated tonight for the world to see. 19 years later, to choose life is to carry the scars of that day in our hearts, to see our shared pain etched into the landscape of our city and then to go forward in hope, determination and resilience. I pray that in this new year of 5781, we will choose life in every way that we can. May we come together in joyful commitment to this sacred community. May we stand together with those who seek to affirm God's blueprint for the world. And may we dream together of a better future, embody the hopeful spirit of our tradition, and shine new light into the darkness. Shabbat shalom. And know all of your ways and wisdom.
0: And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at central synagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us.